0: Welcome to the Cardboard Herald Reviews, where we give you audio versions of our game reviews, and then go behind the scenes of our creative process. Don't be scared. Don't worry. You're going to get a review. I know it's haunting that I could possibly take that away from you. But no, you are going to get your review. But first, enjoy this little bit of a a narrative intro, which was part of the review as it was written back in the day. And this recording, as performed by Casey Kelly and produced by Rob Conley, uh, and using some music of... Our Sonar titled Haunting Memories, this is a a little thing that was recorded for the year-end variety show Spectacular last year, and here it is in its full glory, and I will give you the accompanying review right after. So enjoy!
1: Did the door always creak so loud, she wondered, moving forward into the dark chamber? Or is the room too quiet?" She advanced along a narrow path surrounded on either side by ornate furniture, heaped with her husband's infernal research. She'd find him here, somewhere amongst the pile of decrepit cardboard, plastic, and wood. Distantly she could see the faint glow of his lamp. It was her beacon, her lighthouse through the sea of blackness. Her own candle flickered with every step, causing strange geometry to dance about in the shadows. It beckoned her to stray from her course. No, I must do what he couldn't." Her eyes burned. She instinctively reached a hand to her face but found no tears. I'm forgetting to blink. She briefly closed her eyes and exhaled. I must not hesitate, I must make it to him. When she reopened them, she was momentarily blinded as her eyes readjusted to the stark contrast between light and shadow. She began to step forward, but then hesitated as fear gripped her chest. Where's my beacon? Beyond the reach of her candle, there was only inky blackness. That's when she heard it, a faint rattle from the abyss. There was a sinister rhythm to the sound which made her heart thrum in agony. As she stood still, it dawned on her that it was growing louder. A voice, she thought. Is it him? It was barely a whisper, too quiet to make out words. I must reach him, for all is lost. Through force of will, she managed to take one step toward the voice, then another. The eerie shadows cast by her light mocked every step. Was she getting closer? Is it a prayer? The air was thick, the darkness consuming the light. Finally she reached the end of the hall and found nothing. Suddenly the eerie voice crescendoed into an agonizing wail coming from all sides. She spun, brandishing her candle as both a weapon and shield, protecting her from the dark unknown. Everywhere she looked she only saw the disheveled remnants of madness. The noise stopped. A hand grasped her shoulder. The terror was petrifying. She couldn't run, couldn't scream. Are you afraid? He croaked. It can't be him. She remembered his voice being sweet and soothing. This is an imposter. Her hate gave her courage to break free and face her captor. The flame of her candle danced excitedly. It was her husband. His face withered and gaunt. The hand that touched her remained outstretched, the other clutched a large, dark box. She swallowed. Please, she cried, please no more, come away with me, away from this awful place. His face, vacant at first, twisted into a gruesome smile. She felt the courage drip away like hot wax and tears that burned her skin. Your eyes, she thought, are you still there, Jack? After a long pause, he slowly lifted the thing he carried. He awaits within. She risked leaving his eyes for just long enough to peer at the box. In the darkness, she could barely make out ripples of purple and black, and two pale words. Eldritch horror. The candle flickered out. His laughter was the last thing she ever heard.
0: Eldritch Horror, designed by Corey Kanitska and Nikki Valens, published by Fantasy Flight Games 2013, 1 to 8 players, 2 to 4 hours. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Eldritch Horror is a sprawling cooperative game based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft, produced by Fantasy Flight Games. Players work together to solve incredible mysteries, duel with horrific monsters, and hopefully stop the Great Old One from destroying the world. If that sounds familiar, it's because Eldritch is a re-implementation of the now-classic Arkham Horror. While some of the scope and individual mechanics differentiate the two, much of the art, lore, characters, and most importantly, the feel of the game make it clear that this beast is intended to be a replacement of its older brother. A bit on HP Lovecraft. Howard Phillips Lovecraft is one of the most celebrated horror writers in American history. He wrote dozens of novellas, sonnets, and short stories about cosmic horrors and the vast terrifying unknown. Oh, and cephalopods. While Lovecraft never enjoyed critical success before his untimely death in 1937, his work has since become massively popular, and thanks to 1981's Call of Cthulhu RPG designed by Sandy Peterson, Lovecraft and Cthulhu have long been a staple of the tabletop world. Yes, PC gaming historians, that Sandy Peterson. You don't have to be a Lovecraft superfan to enjoy Eldritch Horror. In fact, the setting may feel familiar even if you've never read his work. From Tannis to X-Files, Supernatural to The Exorcist, Lovecraft's influence can be felt throughout the weird fiction genre. Players will fight grotesque creatures, receive blessings from elder gods, and make Faustian deals with mysterious entities. The theme is a perfect playground for exciting and unpredictable adventures, but there are some really grisly and provocative moments in the game. I love them, but they may be too much for some people. Bottom line, know what you're getting into. A VAST WORLD OF HORRORS First off, this game is so huge that it seeps into the recesses between time and space. In other words, you're going to need a big table, not to mention a couple of hours, to see it through. The game consists of a massive board, many decks of cards, several great old ones, tons of characters, and about a dozen different types of tokens. If ever Fantasy Flight needed to provide an insert, tuck boxes, or some other organizational system to help manage content, it'd be this game! Unfortunately, FFG thrives on the suffering of its fans, so prepare to spend some time sorting. If you need help. There are tons of fine folks on the BoardGameGeek forums who will be happy to share their hot organization tips. Once you get the game in order, the finished setup is a thing to behold. The board is a beautiful sepia-toned world map evoking classic globe-trotting adventures like Casablanca and the Maltese Falcon. The brightly colored cards and tokens contrast beautifully with the weathered board, emphasizing the game's sense of scale. The components are all high quality with mesmerizing artwork, serving to establish tone and immersion. Even the character standees feature beautiful portraits that are so good that I couldn't imagine replacing them with miniatures. The production values go far to make Eldritch Horror feel like a deluxe package. The Madness in Operation Each game has the same basic structure, but fortunately there's enough variability to keep it consistently fresh and interesting. The main object of the game is to solve a series of mysteries before time runs out and the Great Old One awakens. Depending on which villain you're facing, that may mean the world is devoured and the game ends, or the game will continue with a new time limit to battle the measurably powerful Elder God. Really, you just want to solve the mysteries before ever having to worry about that. Players are represented by a diverse cast of characters with their own starting equipment, strengths, weaknesses, and unique special abilities. Cooperatively, they jet-set around the world to find clues, solve mysteries, kill monsters, and close a few interdimensional portals along the way. Each great old one… G-O-O? Goo? spreads its own flavor of evil across the game, with unique effects, objectives, and challenges. By facing off with only one goo at a time, it reinforces the unpredictable nature as events unfold, not to mention it sets up grudges for future games. The Black Goat is more of a white whale in the Eddy household. Throughout the game, the board is populated by various tokens that will aid or hinder your pursuit of the active mystery. Players' turns are spent performing a variety of actions, mainly to prepare for challenges or move across the board. Then each player encounters their location. These encounters are where most of the action takes place, either by fighting monsters or resolving cards. The cards come from face-down decks, so you can't predict what will happen, just that something will happen. Monster or card, you'll likely make one or more skill checks by rolling some dice based on your character and other collected equipment. Then you are rewarded or punished based off of your success. Finally, the Mythos deck reveals some global catastrophe, usually having some nasty effect in instructing players what new tokens are added to the board. The Heart of Darkness. There's an elegant beauty to this clockwork monstrosity. Turns are quick, skill checks are easy to resolve, and most of the decisions players make are simple to understand, yet yield large consequences. The bulk of the mechanics are out of the player's hands, existing to automate the system and propel the emergent storytelling. In a way, Eldritch Horror is more of a choose-your-own-adventure story with game elements than a game with story attached. Sure, the objective is to win, but the game is far too unpredictable to anticipate success, let alone what next turn will look like. It's the micro-stories reinforced by the hundreds of components with beautiful artwork and delightful flavor text that encourage you and your friends to go along for the ride, and you'll equally savor victories and defeats. But it's that unpredictability that is both the game's blessing and the curse. It's so chock full of narrative devices that the gameplay can lose focus, undermining player agency. It's hard to feel strategically invested when you only have a vague idea of what your encounter will be. Sometimes you just have to move into a place, hope for the best, and know that whatever happens, the game will continue, which will be kind of frustrating if you are looking for a strategic game. Don't get me wrong, there are important decisions to be made, but the game's random nature will be a severe turnoff for some people. I am Providence. Final Thoughts. I really love Eldritch Horror. In spite of its size, the game feels welcoming, taking the load off of players and providing them with an experience. I like the wide array of characters to choose from, the variability of the great old ones, the setting and the tone are excellent, but I'm most fond of the automated storytelling told through the encounter and mythos cards. Thank goodness that FFG solved their encounter system, making sure that little unique, unpredictable moments would happen for every player every turn. Eldritchor is a wonderful, more streamlined, and ultimately more effective re-envisioning of its older brother. You'll want to return to the game again and again to face new challenges, try new characters, and see what strange new stories unfold. And like the sleeper beneath the waves, Eldritch Horror awaits you, distantly calling for more. Pro tips for playing Eldritch Horror. Read to each other. When resolving encounters, make sure that each player reads another's encounter card. Stopping at the skill check or choice, keeping the results secret maintains the narrative and adds suspense to each roll of the dice. Get the small box expansions, they're great. Each one is themed around the great old one, and there's a ton of content that can be mixed in with the base game for every play. They serve to add variety without overcomplicating the game. Strange Remnants in particular adds focus tokens, a simple but elegant way to add more options on those turns where other actions don't seem worthwhile. And finally, get organized. Like I said in the review, being organized is key to this game. By having a good system in place, you can cut setup down from 30 minutes to 5 to 10 easy, giving you more time to fight those nasty serpent demons. Alright everyone, you got those hot tips for playing Eldritch Horror, you know, my hot strats in order to get the best out of the game. This was kind of a trip to go back to because this is almost exactly a year ago that I was writing this. I remember I was uh, on Christmas break and I was visiting my family up in Anchorage. I had written the review mostly beforehand, but I was uh, still kind of struggling with some of this to make sure that I got what I really wanted on the page. And it was by far the biggest, most expansive game that I had reviewed up until this point and trying to cherry pick what mechanisms did I want to be part of this review and what I didn't. And again and again, I, I over explained and then pared it down and over explained and pared it down uh, because something that that really bothers me about a lot of reviews that I, I read or see or view is that I I get too much of how the game works and not enough of how the game feels. And I know that I have that problem too as a writer, as a creator, and now as a, a video person, now that I'm doing video reviews. Uh, and I, I understand from the, the creator perspective now of how much you want to give context, but... I, I always just want to give enough of the rules so that way I can effectively deliver to you why I feel the way that I feel. And I think I did a really good job here. And in looking back, there are some really cool elements that, that I am proud of. I'm proud of this younger Jack Eddie who did the bit on H.P. Lovecraft. Not so proud that I didn't take the moment to say that, H.P. Lovecraft was kind of a terrible human being when it came to uh, his views on other human beings. Uh, But that's a whole other thing that's explored much better elsewhere by far smarter people who are much better Lovecraftian historians than I am but his work stands for itself. He has some very quality work and has set up some worlds to make for some of the most awesome games. Now, I should say at this moment that if you have any interest in Eldritch Horror or Lovecraftian themes, uh, it's kind of interesting because now almost exactly a year later, uh, Cheyenne Morse, uh, my oldest friend and host of the Fictional Females podcast, decided to take a crack at writing a board game review. She said, yeah, old Jack can write board game reviews, but can I? And I bet I can do it better. And probably she probably does, uh, write better (laughs) reviews than me. Um, Certainly a different style. I I think she has a a less um, hardcore gamer approach to things. And she wrote for the Cardboard Herald a review of Elder Sign, which we posted uh, just last week, which I highly recommend that you guys check it out which is really interesting thinking about it because Cheyenne was one of the main inspirations for me writing a narrative intro to this because I was so jealous of her writing skills. She's a fantastic writer, especially fiction stuff. She really has writing chops. It is one of her most incredible skills. That and baking muffins and, and cupcakes and cookies. She is mwah, chef's kiss, just one of the most amazing bakers and chefs that I've ever met and the way that H.P. Lovecraft can fail to describe the the indescribable evil well her stuff is the opposite of that that it's indescribably good. So that, that's my cop out way of describing how good Cheyenne's cupcakes are. Anyway, with that little digression aside, um talking about the the narrative intro I always had a fascination with writing uh, narrative fiction, but I'm—I've never really made an attempt. Uh, since school at least uh, in doing so, and so I wanted to hear. And I was pleased with how it came out. It definitely had a different tone uh, when it was read aloud by my friends uh, for this little uh, production that you heard at the beginning uh, than I expected it to, but I was really pleasantly surprised at the kind of difference in tone that it had between what was on the page and in my mind and what they actually produced. Uh, Both good, both uh, different, and both interesting. So this was my little attempt at being a um, H.P. Lovecraft poser, I guess. Uh, My reflections on the game, I still really like this game. It is one of my favorite horror games to play. I nearly picked it for my... Uh, cardboard cutouts, three great strategic horror games to play this Halloween, and I decided not to pick it because it doesn't fit the strategy game side of things. It's a big box game, but it's still more of a storytelling. And I had three picks for social games and three picks for uh, strategy games, and those were my, my Halloween episodes. So maybe next year I'll have to do three spooky storytelling games to play this Halloween, and then we can bring up Eldritch Horror into the rightful place where it belongs. You know what I mean? Um, I did get some Cthulhu in there. Uh, You'll have to watch it, but uh, Sandy Peterson comes up again. So all you PC game nerds, you, you know you'll get yours. And that's it. That's all that's really going on. Um, Check out the YouTube channel. Uh, As always, if you like this review stuff here, I'm doing lots of stuff over there, including a really dumb, (laughs) kind of pretentious, but I kind of love it, um, uh, record and board game pairing uh, series. Real short videos that are very candid, low, low... Uh, production values of me picking the perfect record for a given board game so if you like stupid stuff check that out and there's actual legitimate reviews with uh, catacombs review that should be posted by the time that you uh, are hearing this and maybe someday i'll put the audio for those into this and it'll be like this uruburo snake eating itself type of thing i don't know i'll figure it out anyway thanks for listening to the cardboard herald i've been jack and you Uh, keep gaming, keep hanging out, keep listening to podcasts, and just keep being awesome. Be you.